You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to Rebellion, a Star Wars Rebels Mobcast. I'm your host, Scotty White, and as always, I'm joined by Ethan Young. And today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, we are joined by El Jefe Loco from the <laughs> Triple Name Sports Show. show. So, uh, yeah, you're Jack of all trades, El Jefe Loco here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, I guess, he- uh, are you head writer or controller of NASCAR with Jeff? Is that, that your... Yeah, that, that's kind of my field now. Yeah, NASCAR with Jeff, so... Uh, the Triple Nine Sports Show, another great uh, Mopcast on the Mopcast Network. So we, uh, you know, we don't get special guests often, I guess. Well, this is our fourth show, and we've had two guests. So I guess. We're well, we've had two technical guests. Yes. <laughs> we've had multiple surprise appearances. Right. So, so maybe I just lied. Okay, there's a lot of guests <laughs> on this show. Um, I have to apologize for not having a new episode last week. But it's not completely my or Ethan's fault. Um, basically, what happened, the sky fell out, and suddenly we looked like Hoth. Well, let's back up for a second. First, it rained a lot. Yes. And caused some flooding. Yes. Yeah, so and then it snowed on top of that. Hoth. <laughs> so, lo and behold, we couldn't get out of our homes for... The latter half of last week. week. And so it's taken yeah. us a little while to get back in the swing of things. <laughs> However, we are uh, here for you for a new episode of uh, Rebellion, Star Wars Rebels Mopcast. And to- today's episode is episode four, Rise of the Old Masters. Look at that. Did that from memory. Hey! <laughs> we just watched it. <laughs> That's what's sad about this show is, is we watch these and then do our podcast and we forget. Right. Well, don't, don't worry. I have to sit there when we do ours. I have to take notes. I got maybe notes that fix sometimes. It's it's I'm I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I I got a three second memory span like a goldfish. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll start with some synopsis. Uh, bear with me. This one will be rough. <laughs> uh, prologue. We find Ezra. Upside down, on his hands, standing straight up a la Luke on Dagobah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on top of the ghost, above Lothal, in the clouds, right? Right. Nothing says safe <laughs> training like... Right. Danger. Like danger, yeah. Uh, he is being trained by Kanan and uh, being observed by uh, Zeb and um, Chopper, and... Ezra is having trouble focusing because, you know, 14. <laughs> and uh, so Kanan thinks it's a great idea to have Chopper and Zeb throw cartons at him? Cartons of milk. <laughs> cartons of milk? Blue milk. Blue milk, sure. I'll go of course. Of course. Blue milk. Of course. 2% milk. 2%. 2% blue milk. Not 2% blue milk. That's important. And so, of course, this knocks poor Ezra off the ghost and falling to uh, his death on Lothal. Um, we got to Act 1 where uh, he is saved by the Force with Kanan using the Force to lift him into the air and throw him on board the ship and it's getting brought in by Zeb. Everyone goes inside to watch a holonet broadcast of uh, 
to see if they've made the news, and they did from last week's episode, if you recall. Ezra and Zeb stole a TIE fighter, Grand Theft TIE, and um, that made the news until it was interrupted by um, an imper- uh, Imperial Senator who is um, playing... Um, not afraid to speak the truth. Not afraid to speak the truth. Uh, he, yeah, he's a... I don't know, he's not like a double agent. What is he? He's a... He, he's a rebellious individual who is still in the Senate, but he is not afraid to tell... He's opinionated. Yeah, but he's not afraid to tell how it is. Yeah. We'll yeah. put it that way. Um, his name is Gal Travis. <coughs> he is played by Brent Spiner. If you're not familiar with Brent Spiner, he is Data on Star Trek Next Generation. So, yay, some, some cross-star thingy. <laughs> Nice. Yes. Nice. <laughs> He's also the crazy uh, scientist in um, uh, Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. True. With the cool long hair, that the one that they don't get out much. Uh, uh, he's done other worlds, but <laughs> I, I liked him on Night Court, but two people probably who listen to this po- uh, podcast know what Night Court is. And if you don't, Night Court's amazing. He plays, him, he plays uh, a West Virginian who lost all his stuff. And uh, he's trying to make a new start in New, uh, new York. It's funny. It's the first time I met West Virginians, sort of, nice. by that show. So, um, He, uh, Gal Travis says that there is a Jedi Master being uh, held by the Empire, Master Luminara. And so she is um, in the movies as well as the Clone Wars. So everyone, you know, they, they're familiar with her. And that uh, he demands that the Empire give her a trial. And so this gives the idea for our rebel sect to go and go rescue him. Her. Excuse me. They go. Uh, so they basically get a hold of the schematics of what prison she's at. And they go f- make a plan and go find her. Um, they find a weak spot in the prison. Um, they make a plan of which way to go. Um, they leave the ghost behind with Chopper on board, and everybody else gets in the Phantom, the smaller ship, and shuttles down. So far, doing good, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right <laughs> on far. Keep, keep going. Breathe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I write all this stuff down. I just hadn't, you know. It's been so crazy this week. So, um, where am I? Uh, Kanan jumps off the uh, Phantom to, and and does the most neatest Star Wars karate moves ever. <laughs> Ezra thinks that's cool, and he jumps off ahead of schedule and causes a big ruckus. Act 2. Everyone else jumps off board except off, off the Phantom except Hera, who, who goes and hides the hair and parks it, hides the Phantom and parks it. Huh? Act 1. No, Act 2. No, Act 1. No, the, no, the commercial breaks happens when he jumps. I think that pulls us out of the prologue. That's no, beside the point. The prologue is when he fell off the... Eh, I disagree, but that's okay. <laughs> Watch it again. I'll show you where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, where was I? So, uh, uh, Sabine and um, Zev beat up more stormtroopers, <laughs> toss yeah. more stormtroopers off, yeah, yeah. and then go inside the prison and start looking for Luminara. <laughs> uh, they find out that she's on a different level, not what they were planning. So, everyone gets in the turbo lift. Goes down to the right level to go look for Sabine and um, Zeb stay behind. They fight more stormtroopers. More stormtroopers basically die because that's what they do, right? They're stormtroopers. They are stormtroopers. They, 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 they
they find uh, Ezra and Kanan find Luminara's uh, cell open up, and they see her there. She's in her orange jumpsuit, which I found was weird. <laughs> and she stands up, doesn't answer them, walks away, and ends up inside. Um, she's a hologram, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you find out that she's been dead for a very long time, and I guess her bones can still summon the Force and bring. Um, they are met by our friend, the, the the Inquisitor, who introduces himself to Kanan and Ezra, and then Kanan and, uh, and the Inquisitor fight. Um, Epic lightsaber battle ensues. And, and I think um, I would be safe to say that the Inquisitor pretty much owns that fight. Oh, yeah. Um, he is pretty much analyzing how Kanan fights and tells him he's, you know, he's... He's favoring one particular form way too much, and I mean, pretty, pretty much insults him. Luckily, there's some explosions that happen, <laughs> thanks to Sabine through uh, Ezra. Ezra and Kanan escape. There's some more fighting in the hallways. Um, while this is all going on, Hera is attached to the side of the prison and has a jamming beacon, which happens to... Um, be the same uh, as the mating call of these weird moth-looking creatures. <laughs> what are they called? Um, I don't think we have a name for them. We'll, they're. I don't know how to pronounce it. We'll, we'll get we'll, there. We'll get, we'll to get there. there. We'll get there. Uh, so Hera has to leave before the 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 Marvin Gaye <laughs> section of the the story happens because you know kids show. Um, our heroes are running away from the Inquisitor. They're trapped by a giant door. As uh, Ezra and Kanan uses the force to open the door, where they find a whole bunch of stormtroopers and tie fighters waiting for them. Another big battle ensues. Uh, Hera returns with a fleet of these big moth-like creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, the moth-like creatures help uh, our heroes destroy the stormtroopers and ties and escape and head on to back to Lothal. Um, where we find out that Kanan really just wanted uh, to dump Ezra off on Master Luminar because he doesn't feel like he's a g- good trainer, a good master. And which Ezra's like, dude, dude, I want you to train me. He really likes him. So that, uh, Kanan's decided that he's going to train him. He's not, you know, do or do not, he's going to do it. And so it ends with Ezra and uh, Kanan um, lightsaber training with rocks. The end! <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> He's getting magical rocks from nowhere. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's just the way the repetition of the, the animation goes. I won't fault them for that. They make stormtroopers breathe. I figure they can they screw up rocks every now and then. It's true. I mean, it's even true. even when like Zeb and um, Sabine were had had all the stormtroopers knocked down the turbo lift, they're still breathing, which I thought was very cool. So, I love them. What do you have to add? <laughs> um, the name of the moth-like creature, um, this is a trivia fun fact for you, I don't know how to pronounce it. It is spelled T-I-B-I-D-E-E-S. Tibides? Tibides. Uh, yeah, I think that's what they're called. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. We'll oh, that. because they were determined they were, they were called Tibides. That's yep. cute. To be determined, because they didn't even know what to call them. <laughs> so they name them Tibides. Well, I mean, that fits in line. Yeah. In Empire Strikes Back, uh, one of the bounty hunters, um, Zuckus, was originally called Forlom, 4-L-O-M, and he was a giveaway for Kenner, for the Kenner Toys. So you'd buy five action figures, send in the, the five proofs of purchase, and you would get a Forlom figure, which was actually Zuckus. Forlom's an acronym for For the Love of Money. 
Nice. Kenner did that. So nice. So, I can dig it. And so when they realized that Forlom sounds like a more a robot, they made it the the bounty hunter protocol droid Forlom and, and and changed the name to the uh, droid to Zuckus for the alien guy. Crazy trivia that most Star Wars fans know, but you know, I'm dropping knowledge. <laughs> See, this is why we have a mic on a stand so he doesn't drop the drop the mic. I'm dropping mics when he's done with these sort of <laughs> no, things. It's like, oh, that's, that's expensive. <laughs> uh, what else fun and exciting things? Um, uh, the Inquisitor also identifies Kanan's master as Deepa Bilada. Sure, B-I-L-A-D-A. Yeah. Bilada. Dibilla. Uh-huh. Uh, who can be seen... On the Jedi Council on Episode One and Two. Ooh, look at her! Ha ha ha! So that's fun. Um, that, that's always that's kind of a cool throwback. Uh, like you mentioned, the voice of Gal. Travis. Is Brent Spiner? Brent Spiner. What else is fun and exciting about this time? Um, uh, oh, Luminaire was killed at Order sixty six on Kishik. Yeah. Episode three, we watch her die. But we don't... <laughs> Do we watch her die? No. Uh, okay, it's been a while since the second episode. Episode three, three uh, on Blu-ray, you see her... There's, I guess it's a deleted scene of her being gunned down. But other than that, you do not see her die. Ah, uh, so, so... You just assume... So like the rest of them, we assume they all died. Or right, 66. you just kind of assume that happens. Um, the prison is a throwback to... The two back uh, throwback to a da, 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 old comic series, Darth Maul. Okay, um, that is where he's held captive. Oh, during this comic series, well, part of the comic series. Well, okay, well, look at there. See, it all comes full circle. All comes full circle. I like the show. I, I like this episode. It's 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 a it's a good kind of it. it one, it picks fun at Jedi training. Right. It's- because it is like the whole do not try. Do or do not. There do is or there. do not. Do only try. Doesn't kind of make a whole lot of sense. And Kanan kind of, he spouts out that. And then, he, and then um, Ezra's like, what does that mean? And Kanan's like, like, I, I Yoda really says know. it. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know what that is. Um, I like that. It was kind I of added a, too. It was kind of a, it's a, it's kind of a poke fun. But at the same time, it kind of reveals what type of Padawan Kanan really was. Right, right. He wasn't the best and the brightest. He was he was good, but he wasn't I don't I get the I get the opinion or the feeling rather that he just kind of wasn't paying attention See, during the whole thing. What I'm getting is that we are so used to in this series seeing amazing Padawans. Uh uh Luke Yeah. We you have know, Padawan to Obi Wan and Yoda. And then goes and defeat Darth Vader. You've got Anakin, who is the the one who brings balance to the Force. You know, uh, and then his pattern, one Ahsoka, who's supposed to be this superstar too. And uh, so now we kind of see like maybe he's just the average Padawan. Like, yeah, they're kind of subpar. I'm okay with that. He's like, you know, I, I'm a Jedi. Maybe he's the outer rim theory for Jedi's. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> um, but what I would say is it. it 
I tend to get the feeling that Kanan really didn't wasn't able to finish oh, yeah. his training completely. Yeah, because I mean, if he was picked before the Clone Wars and then he had the Clone Wars, there's how much training do you how much actual practical training do you get during the Clone Wars? Right, because now you're following your right, and then of course you know in the, that same essence is the same way with ah- Ahsoka. I mean, I've seen the animated Clone Wars movie and she shows up to be Anakin's Padawan during yeah. During the Clone Wars, and so she, her whole training has been through the Clone Wars. So who right. knows? But again, she's supposed to be this superstar anyway, and so and maybe he's like mediocre. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting look at the. I appreciated that. You know, once again, uh, this is yet another episode where Chopper's a jerk. Yes, because <laughs> he is just launching these blue milk can cartons at. I mean, just launching them, just spinning his head and throwing them. And um, Zeb is a uh, kind of agony mon. Yeah, I like when he's telling Ezra, "Do something." You know, Jedi training's boring. Go do something. In, you know, yeah, you know, Why don't you do something? I am me? not entertained. Yes. Right. I am not. Um, you're quiet, Jeff. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just letting y'all go out. <laughs> so, your thoughts? See, okay. So, full disclosure, he's never seen an episode. This not, is his first episode. Yeah, this, this is my first episode. Um, it, so are you completely and totally lost about what's happening? Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily there's a podcast you can listen to that can catch you up. <laughs> yeah, true, true to that. I uh, just, you know, when I, when I when I was a kid, I watched the first uh, first thing Star Wars. Anything I watched was Episode Four, and we had Good Man. Yeah, we. This is this is before we had a DVD player. So we had you know we had to go route and rent the VHS, and I sat there and watched it. But I have not. And in all honesty, I have not watched Star Wars that much since I was real, real little. Okay. So, but no, I I, I like it. That's like fair. It. The way the way y'all are talking about uh, what's his name? Ken? Kanan. Kanan. Yes. Sounds like to me he's a C average student. I would say B. I think he's a three point right? Two point five, three point He's an average student. I yes. Two point seven five. Right? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I was going. I was going to say two point seven five. Two point seven five. He's like, he gets a couple A's, a couple B's, a C every now and then. He's like, he, maybe he's not so good at math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe that's his kryptonite. Maybe. Maybe it's a comment. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so, uh, for prison, I think the place is kind of really understaffed. <laughs> well, I think also budget it's budget cuts. <laughs> I think it's because um, because this prison basically has been set up to be a trap. Right. They want people to be able to get as far as they can get. Go all the way down to the bottom makes it a lot harder to get back up to the top to get out. I wonder how many Jedi they have slayed here. Yeah, I think I think this is not a prison. I don't think if you open up any of the other cells, you would actually find a prisoner. Right. Anywhere else in this entire yeah, I got, I got the feeling of that, too. I think I think it's kind of like, oh, we have this tower that's kind of well defended, and it looks like it would be super hard to break into and, like, craziness, but what we're going to do is we're going to tell these um, uh, poor stormtroopers because they can write a name. They can write their name. That's <laughs> yeah, <they're> <laughs> um we got to get rid of them somehow. So what we're going to do is we're going to tell them, hey, you really got to protect this place because, like, important people are here. This is where the rejected stormtroopers go. Yeah, the, the, the more rejected stormtroopers. <laughs> They're like, all right, you don't even fit the outer rim theory. You have to go here. You're like a .03 student. Go here. 
You made us. You made a D once, <laughs> forever. <laughs> That's funny. You said D for diploma. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they kind of. This is this is their trap place. So, what do you think about the design of uh, Luminara's corpse? What do you mean? Like how she looked? I mean, because. And, and these okay, so this is the first time we've seen real dead people in Star Wars, uh, and especially in Rebels. Right. Stormtroopers die all the time, but they're in, they're in their plastic steel armor, right. so you never see you know you never see. This is the first time we've kind of faced real death in in, in this right. series, and um, I thought the design for her was fabulous, fantastic, it was weird. I mean, it it looked as if they were mimicking kind of. If she was mummified, right, right, my, like the real sunken cheeks and that kind of not decaying, right, just not alive anymore. So my my first thought was when I first watched the episode before we, you know the Inquisitor says that she's dead. My first thought that she was in carbonite because she's in this weird sarcophagus, sarcophagus with this window, and for men th- for just just a moment I was like, well maybe she's in carbonite. And uh, yeah, that, that's what that's what went through my mind too. Yeah, because she kind of looks like she, but. And then I got after we realized that she's dead. I got thinking about well, maybe she's kind of, fr- f- you know, I don't know, freeze dried. What I would assume, um, she's like turkey. Yeah, what I'm Jedi assuming, jerky. what I'm assuming is what has happened. Hardly tasty Jedi jerky. <laughs> They're seasoning it. <laughs> she, she's she's uh, between the ovening, the, the the baking process. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're they're drying her out right, right now. Right, she's in between the baking process. Yeah. No, what I'm assuming has happened is um, they didn't kill her outright, or she's like almost alive. Like she's on that brink, like the brink of almost alive and dead. But what they've done is they've frozen her in that state. Okay. That's why the force still flows through her. Because she, I mean, because the force doesn't, you have to be incredibly strong to be dead and still be incredibly strong through the force to be dead and then still be able to act through the force. But that, when that happens, you become a ghost of the force. Yeah, you can force ghost. Uh, we, and apparently, but, but according to Explosive, that's a, that's a force power that can be learned. Because uh, Qui-Gon learned it and taught it to Yoda. And Yoda teaches it to Obi-Wan. Right. That's what we get at the end of episode three. You know, because um, Yoda's a, a, talking to Qui-Gon, which we never got seen filmed, which I think is a shame. I would have loved to see Liam needs to come back. Um, my thought is this. Um, I think she's all dead. I don't think she's half dead. I think she's dead dead. Um, and I think the Force still flows through her because f- the Force flows through everything. I think the dark side is manipulating that to to its needs, um, and since we only know the more powerful, I mean, she's a powerful Jedi. She's a she's a powerful Jedi master, but she's dead. She doesn't she doesn't ascend. She doesn't become this ghost. She's still in this physical shell, and so maybe because of her connect her power strength, it's still some of that in in her body. Not that she's alive. It's just that shell is just resonates so much with the Force that someone like like the Inquisitor, who clearly has some dark side powers can um, manipulate that or or, or even from afar perhaps um, Palpatine himself or um, but I think I mean, the way he works I probably figure he does it through like the Inquisitor or Vader or I maybe don't I don't know it's I, just a thought because I kept I kept wanting to I, I keep having this image in my mind where like she gets gunned down by 
stormtroopers. Yeah. Right. Well, we don't see that. They're clones. Clones. They're clones. Apologize. She get. We don't know that she. We have listeners in Russia and Britain who are probably freaking out right now. Right. Oh no! It's. Cl- <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's clones. Oh, yeah, sorry. Stupid American. No. Um. We what I our, imagine. Our what international I, listeners, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what I meant. What I. What I see is that they. They didn't kill her when they gunned her down. Right. Because this is. This has been planned. Right. You know they didn't kill her, but like. They get her like. Right before she dies, right, and I mean, they I, freeze I, dry. I, I, I kind of you know, you know what I'm saying, which is horrifying to me. So I mean, right, and that's why that's I go that worse way than because death. that that would be awful. It would be awful, and that's how they're able to keep. Because if you notice, if you notice the hologram, because the hologram thing was weird too, right? Right, because she is you when she's going back to the case. Yeah, she's not in that case. Right. It's, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It is weird. It's weird. And, and here's a, another thought: is that so? Since the deleted scene is not canon, it's a deleted scene, so it's not canon canon right. to the universe. Rebels is canon. So, is it <laughs> that she survives Kishik, where she's supposed to die, and is captured there instead? And so the recordings of her are actually her in her prison garb before they execute her or whatever they're going to do to her. Right. Or is that some sort of sliced or, you know, maybe it's Imperial Photoshop or whatever. Imperial Photoshop. Because <laughs> there's got to be those guys. There's got to be those propaganda guys have to be out. I think we've talked about this before where, you know, you know they're good about propaganda is really huge and 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 for the empire so you've got a guy you've got to get the, the guy who does that for them you know yeah imperial i like imperial photoshop i'm going with that yeah he's like imperial audition <laughs> imperial premiere <laughs> or apple products it's like <laughs> imperial final cut and <laughs> They've established that there was budget cuts, <laughs> and now they have their own Adobe. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I, it's any any way you you twist that scenario, it's well twisted. Oh yeah, it's twisted. Any, any way you look at it, it's, I mean, it's, it's real, real dark, dark, and just, I mean, this whole episode's real dark. Look at, I mean, uh, from from a lot of standpoints, you've got Kanan who who's doubting himself. Throughout the episode, when Ezra falls, I mean, he's so frustrated with himself that he can't train him. That the moment he finds out Luminara may be alive, he's like, "We're gonna rescue her because a, it's a good thing to do. B, I could pawn you off." And I, and I think that's really his thought. Is like he can't. He feels like he can't train her. Right. Ezra. I think uh, this is this episode. One of the reasons I really like this episode is it's. I have the feeling that it's the, the first time, in this series. Up so far, right? That the that it's gotten dark. Yeah, like it, it it's it's kind of like flirted with being dark. I don't think so. I, I think it's very lighthearted. Uh, I mean, it's look, we've had in the in the movie. There's not really any really dark elements. Um, there's a lot of hopeful elements where you find out the rebel cells helping pe- feed people. And uh, the second episode, the only thing I think is really dark is the uh, the fact that. The you find out what the disruptors do to human, you know, to, to organic flesh, where right, and that's kind of dark. Well, like, like, and, like and what happened to Zeb's plan? Other than that, the Grand Theft Ties kind of hopeful, and then you get to this, and this is like a, this is a heavy episode, and 
on top of that, with, with just this heaviness, you also introduced the Inquisitor. The first time we, we we've seen him before, but we've only seen him in hologram. We've not seen him right. We've not seen him in person, person, and you know, we're at least to the point where it can do something. Now we see the Inquisitor in his full full glory, lightsaber and all, and it's awesome. I I have problems with that lightsaber. It's so impractical. The spinning one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You have you have the choice between single blade, double blade. I'm all right with that. Um, you have a choice that extends the ring, so you have a little more protection of your hand. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am not as okay with that, but okay, whatever. But when it just starts spinning, I'm like, no, no. That doesn't work like that. Why would it? Because the power source stays in the middle. Maybe not. Oh, maybe it's just, maybe it's like wires, and it's just no, no. I never thought about it that way. Right. I I don't I don't get how that works. I don't get how because you have the lightsaber, you have the crystal, and then you have the energy particles. Pass through the the energy source sends the energy through the crystal, mm-hmm. what illuminates the crystal or crystals, depending on which universe you're looking at, um, which then ha- makes the saber. Okay. Okay. So with a double bladed lightsaber, you have two crystals. The energy source goes opposite directions. You have two blades, right? Right. So how do then you have your energy source stay in the middle? While your blade spins round in circles. Um. Imagination. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought about it. Um, The the, the response for this podcast is because of reasons. (laughs) Um, I've never looked at a design. I've not not looked at a design schematic of the Inquisitor's lightsaber, but I bet you there's one out there. Something I am interested to find out. If you know, you can always hit us up at Mountcast Network. Yeah, because I... We can can talk about it. If we find out, we can definitely talk about it later on. That is something that that, that I find it uh, a a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to have a lightsaber that can spin around in circles really fast. Right. Because I think that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have sort of dangerous. Sort of dangerous. I would most likely chop my own leg off because I am clumsy. But I think there is severe potential, and I won't go into my massive stream of imagination. If I was a Jedi and I could have a spinning <laughs> lightsaber, what I would do with it? Because it's awesome, but it would take too much time to go through. But I don't understand the design concept of how it would work. Oh, that's my only. That's my you. only thing. I got you. I mean. Like I said, I've I've not looked at a schematic. You know, I, I'm thinking about you know we're only in episode four. And there's only 20 in this in in this um, season, and so we got 16 more to go. And so that that's not enough time for, until we get to season two, I don't think. And so we'll have some gaps to figure out between you know what, what we're going to cover between. And I I know I do want to talk about like the comics and the there's the one novel I want to want to talk about too. But that's some of the stuff we can focus on: technology and rebels and. You know, we do character profiles. We can talk, you know, stuff we can find. I mean, the, the sky's the limit for us. Uh, if you have any ideas what you want want us to talk about after we're done with the the, the season, let, that yeah. has to produce that has to do with something Star Wars related, <laughs> or not, or not, and yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll wedge in Star Wars somehow with it. We always <laughs> do. Um, but yeah, that's that's something definitely we can look at. Um, so mating moth creatures. <laughs> that I, okay? I loved that. It was, it was clever. It was witty, and I think I think finally 
Rebels is throwing in a little bit of entertainment for the adults right. who are forced to watch this show with their ch- kids. I, who's forced to watch it? I don't know. They're, I don't know. Anyway, I think I think. I'm not gonna. Um, I, I hate the space stuff, but little Jimmy, you can watch. I'll watch it with you. You'd be surprised. I would be. And then sad. I think I'd be sad. And <laughs> then Dad start laughing. <laughs> How is that funny, Dad? Don't ask, little Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, don't don't ask. worry about it. I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> I'll tell you when you're about nine years old. Ain't that what the kids are doing at this age? <laughs> so yeah, I think I think that's kind of like the first time um, Star Wars Rebels has thrown in that kind of witty adult, yeah, kind of adult humor. Because if if I were um, a preteen. I would a tween, if you a will. A tween, if you will. <laughs> I probably not would not get at first why that moth creature is humping the phantom. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, it tween? is. I'm pretty sure tweens like I know what humping is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I know what humping was as a tween. Okay, then I'll, I'll back that down a little bit. I would say I'll the say six-year-old wouldn't. The figure six-year-old it. was like, "What is that thing doing?" <laughs> it's while the, it's while while we're when we're watching it going, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make babies with the phantom. Oh, it's so great! Yeah, Hera's so funny in that too. And I, you know, once again, I love Hera, but uh, just the whole the whole thing about okay, love birds and yeah, her the the expressions they drew her with are just. So funny and yeah, just no, no, we're not, not doing this. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, not doing it, not doing it. Yeah, it's and um, I do find it a little. Uh, their reasoning behind it, I think, is a little strange. Uh, the 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 um, uh, what is it? The cloning beacon, the, the, j- the jamming pulse. beacon, or whatever it is, is jamming pulse. Uh, sending out the same frequencies as these animals work on. <laughs> okay, okay, because those animals are definitely a digitalized waveform creature. That makes total sense. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe, but I think I think the I mean, reasoning. I think they they tried to work it in because they were like, "Oh, it would be really great if a a, a TBD would TBD try to get it on with the Phantom." That's but cute. now we oh. have to justify it for some reason. No, it's like this. It's like, you know, why don't we just have a giant moth thing come in here and do this? But what are we going to call it? I don't know. The to be unknown. Timothy! You're getting a raise, little Jimmy! <laughs> yes! Jimmy's, little Jimmy's getting around. <laughs> uh, we got little Jimmy that's working in production now. <laughs> Go, hey, Jimmy. Hey. He's an entrepreneur and little um, kid. I also, like, I also like on the prison where the plan changes and Zeb and Sabine are talking about it when Kanan's in the room. That is because I, I I like that because that reminds it reminded me of Scotty and myself and our group of friends because uh we, you know we we hang out as much as we can because you know we're awesome like that and um always uh well I'll I'll, I'll give a shout out we play a um a, a role playing game called Vampires of the Masquerade. You, Masquerade. You screwed that all up. I did. No. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> sure, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Correct No, me. no, 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 no. You, after well, you, good sir. Well, okay, while we're playing this game, one of our one of our good friends will come up with his beautiful plan 
that they think will work awesomely. Right. And as we get into this plan, it's failing miserably, and all the rest of us are laughing hysterically and like, yeah, this this is not working, guys. This is not working. And they're sitting there going, oh, come on! I tried! And I was... I appreciated that because it reminded me. Well, of yeah, us. it's it's relatable, and, and I, you know, it it made me laugh. the The stormtroopers make me laugh every time I see because once again, stormtroopers are useless, worthless. They can't shoot nothing, and they at the end when the, when Kanan and Ezra have used the Force to, together for the first time as a unit to open this massive blast door. There's a squad of stormtroopers with with. That's, Four ties. That's, that's more like a like a platoon. No, it wasn't. It was, it was only a handful. It wasn't a lot of them, right? It wasn't ten. It's not. It's not a platoon size. Well, I got uh, corrected the last time we did this. Yes, he did. Because he <laughs> said legion, and there was like four guys. <laughs> like that's a squad. I'm just saying. I'm not good at math. That's all I'm saying. I'm, ju- I'm just. I'm just going by what, what by what I learned in uh, ROTC. A squad is like four people. Uh, four squads make a platoon. Okay, well maybe maybe that's a platoon. I thought it was like, yeah, well, we can go with a platoon. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just going by what I learned in, in ROTC. Well, it is the Imperial shout out to Army. ROTC. Yeah, <laughs> it is the Imperial Army, and we have proven time and time again that they don't really follow mainstream rules when it comes to uh, that's for certain. <laughs> Let's all stand in one big group and shoot at the same target. Woo! <laughs> but my question is, when you know the stormtroopers just stay there and and they don't they don't they don't look for cover. <laughs> no, and it's great because um, Zeb throws that thermal detonator and it lands between the two stormtroopers. I think it's just feet. an explosion. I don't think it's really a thermal detonator. Th- from what I understand, thermal detonators are really big explosions. I think this is just like a grenade. Okay. I'm just just to clarify. I mean, okay. If not, because I mean, I don't know. You don't really see how big the explosion is. Yeah, dude, because it blows up at their feet. <laughs> anyway, um, they just look, they just look like idiots. Yeah, they just kind of look down and go, "Oh no, <laughs> don't blow up now." <laughs> right, but I think yeah, I, I think you're right. It's the these guys are the the worst of the worst, the worst of the outer rim stormtroopers. So. <laughs> If we're talking out of room theory, does the Inquisitor fall under that? And my only question is this. The only reason why I ask that, because he is clearly outmatched Kanan in, in fighting. They escape luckily, and basically the Inquisitor walks them down the hall. He doesn't like he does the Freddy Krueger Jason for he's kind of slow staggering I'll let my lightsaber be flashy, but I'm not really trying to catch you. No. Um, I feel like the Inquisitor is that poor captain or the the poor guy who has to come in and lead this ragtag bunch of retards. <laughs> and, um, uh, and because of that, he's kind of... I get the feeling that he is there... Um, solely because Darth Vader says he needs to be there. Right. If it was up to him, he would be out doing more important things. Well, I mean, I think it was his sole job really is to find Jedi. Right. But until uh, he finds out that Kanan is a Jedi, now that he knows, this is a worthwhile right. endeavor. Yeah, but before I, that... Yeah, he's suspected because of... of um, uh, Callus was like, I think we found a Jedi. He found a Jedi. He, that's right. what he tells him. And this is the Inquisitor's first chance to kind of meet him. Right. And I think I think until that point, the Inquisitor has just been kind of there 
because there's this really annoying rebel cell who keeps messing everything up, and I have to come so, in so, and clean up your mess again. So, so minus the fact that I mean the show's about them, and I understand that, but logically, it looks to me that he lets them go. Um, or I he think he doesn't try very hard, and that's I I disagree. Um, I think what this is about is once he... Maybe he's drained from babysitting company R. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. I think, I think what, it, what this is, is this was his chance to... Because... Okay, let me back up. You have to know your enemy before you can defeat them. Okay. All right? That is a... Art of War thing. Right. That is an Art of War thing. You have to so know your it. enemy... Before you can defeat them. And this is a chance for him to square off with Kanan, figure out how he moves, how he thinks, um, what his game plans is. This is this is this defeat is at the beginning it's not meant to be defeat, but I think by the time he realizes that Kanan is good. Right. Um, it becomes kind of like a fact-finding mission right. for him. He then you can kind of tell that then he kind of backs off the attack a little bit. Right. He doesn't really push forward real hard. Right. Because he's like, I need to know what this guy's weaknesses are, what his strengths are, what his breaking point is, and how his team operates. Because if he doesn't know all of that, right, then what happens later on could never happen. I got you. Because then he wouldn't know how to go about that. I, I, I'll go with that. I'll, I'll go with that. Um, how about, um, I'll just say this. I still hate Ezra Slingshot. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. First of all, it doesn't make sense of how it works. <laughs> no. Reasons. <laughs> reasons. Reason. So, it works so, because of reasons. Right. Because so if the lightsaber can move 360, he can grab like uh, energy and then throw energy balls at I, I, it's a, it's a, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> it's like a Star Wars version of David and Goliath. Ah, it's a Dennis the Menace. <laughs> well, it's, it's, okay, I kind of get it. I like how El Jefe made this motion, and <laughs> we can't see that, but it was pretty awful. It was awesome. I, I've, I've, I have put this out there several times. Me and Aaron's talked about it, because today I broke it down in the studio. Yes. Like, like break dancing? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I, I started dancing in the studio. He's like, we need a camera in here <laughs> to look at this. And plus, I talk with my hands. I think it's the creators of the show didn't want Ezra to kill people. Oh, I don't think they want him to have a gun. I, I, that's one thing. Cause, you right. Know, kids, they, kids don't, they don't want him to kill people because that then that's, oh, no, uh, a tween just killed a guy. Or spoiler That's, alert from a few episodes. That sure hell let the robot do it, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, in this episode, man, they killed like four stormtroopers. Right, but he doesn't. I gotcha, I gotcha. So the slingshot is his self-defense. You know? Okay, I, I just think it's a silly weapon. That's all. It is No, it is incredibly ridiculous. I, I don't like it. I think he should have just been had... He should have just had a stun pistol. Hopefully, in the future, they'll get rid of it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not saying I know this for a fact, but if you realize that we're only on episode four and they have released all 20 episodes, I'm just saying, perhaps in the future. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I think that's kind of what it is. They kind of gave him... They didn't want to give him a gun. They didn't want to give him something that could 
kill people. Right. So they gave him a slingshot. But then they're thinking, oh, wait, it needs to be a space slingshot. <laughs> so they gave him this weird wrist thingy. I gotcha. So they give him a wrist thingy and a terrorist cell does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because, you know, the rebels are basically... It's like little Johnny going and joining Al-Qaeda. ISIS. Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And now we lost lost the Middle East. (laughs) The Al-Qaeda terrorists now have energy slingshots. (laughs) I kind of want to take the Emperor and replace him with uh, with George Bush's stuff. I may do that. That may be another project I do. That would be amazing. (laughs) Strategery. My new empire. (laughs) We shall stick together as a nation. A nation under the force. Nah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm. You, you, you're reaching now. You've you're also reaching. not seen Star Wars in a very long time. Yeah, it has. We're going to catch you up. Uh, uh, Aaron Lynch Kelly hasn't seen him in a while either. We talked about that, and uh, I have a friend. We talked about this on the um, the 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 last weekly Mopcast, stuff, which will be, which will air tomorrow if everything goes right. Um, I have a friend of mine who's never seen any of them. And so we're going to do a podcast of watching them with her. And so that's kind yeah, of, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be the, and so and so I put it on Facebook, uh, and our listeners are, are happy to chime in on, at, at Mobcast Network on on Twitter, or or hit us up on Facebook at uh, Mobcast Network uh, Facebook dot com slash Mobcast Network. But um, the, uh, the 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 question is, do we watch it in release order, which is four, five, six, one, two, three? Or do we watch it in the machete order, which eliminates one altogether? You watch two, three, um, pause, go four, five, and then... S- no, wait, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm screwed up. You watch four, five, watch two, three, and then end with six. There we go. So you watch Luke's Rise to the point where you find out in, in Empire the big, the big Secret. Then you watch Anakin's Rise and Fall, and then you watch The Resolution. So is it? Do you watch your release order? You know what I would do. Um, though that would be an interesting experience, right? Um, I think as a, I think you would be better suited for that because you have a little bit of knowledge of Star Wars. But see, that's see, that's what I want. I want someone who doesn't have knowledge of Star Wars to see because he has. He knows. He knows. You know the big reveal, right? Somewhat. Have you seen Empire Strikes? Hey, spoiler alert! Darth Vader's looks like his father. What? Oh, come on, man! <laughs> so, but that's that's the big reveal in Star Wars. That's yeah. the, that's the reveal. I mean, that that is the the reveal of that movie. You know, no, I am your father. That's that's I mean, that's the yeah. thing. And so, pretty I'm much, not sure much, if my friend knows that or not. Pretty much anybody that's a movie fan knows that. Yeah, but she's not a movie fan. Yeah, not really. And I mean, well, she, this will be an interesting. And so, and, and so I see. I just I lean. I'm leaning toward the machete yeah. order because I I've seen it in release order. I want to see someone if they have that if if that emotional tug happens if if that's how that works. I want to see if the machete order works. And the only way to do that is find someone who's never seen them. And I don't know too many Amish people. Point. True, true, true. Silence in the room. Silence in the room. That's the only reason. I mean, I understand release. Right. I have for no idea who's really. I would, I would go chronological, not release. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I've heard that too, but it, it doesn't make. It sort of makes sense, but it doesn't. There's, there's some. The prequels are flawed 
they are so flawed. So what you do is you 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 uh, set her up with the the prequels that are all smashed into one. Oh yeah, you do the fan cut. I have the fan um, cut. Yeah, that's what you do. Uh, the problem with that though is that it's not it's not canon, and I want to kind of keep stick to canon. Sorry. She doesn't know what canon is. What does it matter? Yeah, but that wouldn't be fair for her. Maybe she ends up liking him, becoming becoming a fan, and then realizing that she, it's all a lie. <laughs> I'm okay. You're phony. You big fat phony. <laughs> right, and, and I have I have a I have a fundamental problem with that. That's all, all I'm right. saying. All right, I, I appreciate that. So, so I mean, I, I which also that. makes which which is the the only strike against the the um, machete order I have is that it eliminates one. One is a horrible film, but it one elim- serves no purpose other to have <laughs> Qui Gon Jinn, and he's awesome. And Darth Darth Maul and Darth Maul, who is also. And pod racing, which is less than awesome. Yeah, it's terrible. And Jar Jar, I just don't. Like I don't Jar-Jar. mind Jar Jar so much. I just don't like Jar Jar. Misa, no. Misa stereotype. <laughs> yeah, I just. Uh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan because. Well, we've talked about this. Why I'm not a fan of Jar Jar. I don't. Um, <laughs> if we're gonna just rat on, uh, rag on the um, prequels, Jar Jar's my least. The the my least problem. though. I don't like the separatists. They don't. I am of account of that. That bad guys should at least have a certain look. Bad guys should look cool. They do. I mean, stormtroopers look cool. Yeah. Like the first time you see stormtroopers, I mean, and you know, in '77, and I wasn't around, but um, I remember seeing that 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 opening shot where you you know the 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 stormtroopers come into storm through the Tantive Four. These guys in war. I mean, they look awesome. Vader looks awesome. And design looks better than our heroes, and the separatist army doesn't have that. You've got these weird Asian weird the aliens. The separatist army and robots. I, I get I get the the feeling that the separatist Dooku's army. Dooku doesn't even look good, and his name is Dooku. The, the separatist army is kind of like the. Well, I'll say it. It's like the South in the American Revolution. Okay, first of all, that'd be the American Civil War. <laughs> That's what I meant. That's what, it's been a long. Day. You're from this country. <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. I apologize. Um, At least you picked a war. It was like, eh, it was better than the War of 1812. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's better than the the Civil War. Okay, they they are they are kind of the South in the Civil War, and then the the Republic is kind of the North, where the Republic is is better staffed, has. More better trained men, not at the beginning, but at the end. You know, you look at you look at how the the Civil War happens. The the South whoops butt all the way up to just about the middle. I say I disagree with that all all the end. I'll tell you why because the 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 separatists have these the, their army is droids, these battle droids and droidicas and uh, super battle droids, which is the lame name. For the super battle droid, but the, the, I mean, these are these machines that are you could just make, and they make a ton of them in Geonosis and other places, right? You got clones, and clones are they're okay, and you've got some Jedi, but in Episode Three, the the Republic is losing this war. 
Right. And you look at you and look at the Civil War. The North was losing the war. Very, for, for for eighteen months, two years tops, and then and then it turned around. This this goes on longer than that, and I I just I see a parallel. I, I got you. I got you. I see I just, a parallel. I just I, just, I don't. But yeah, everybody sees it different. Oh, that's fine. The, 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 the good thing about shows like this, people listen to tears argue. Um, it's true. Ding ding ding. I go back to your corners. <laughs> I just I. You I know. just I don't know. I mean. It remind it just it's just kind of I see that parallel of the so so is Anakin Sherman and basically the end of, end of three when he when he when he slaughters all the separatists is that his march on Atlanta? <laughs> yeah, city <laughs> so he, he promises peace cuts him in half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that he he does Sherman's he does Sherman's march, march pretty good on all the way uh, through the galaxy on uh, Mustafar and just destroys oh. everything. It'd be it'd until be, he has the higher ground and uh, or the lower ground and loses. Oh, episode three is so flawed, and it could have been like it's it's the I think it's the best out of the three, but it's still just. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the 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 whole lower ground, the whole speech up to that. You have the lower ground, so that must mean you have that that instantly means you have to surrender. Right. Uh, I've got the high ground, so I get plus four to my attack. I was like, uh, <laughs> no. I'm right. That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> I get plus four to my attack. We're playing Civ five now? What is this? I'm building a Jedi. I'm going to use it to attack uh, this town over here. See, Civ- Civilization Star Wars would be awesome. That would be so great. <laughs> Sid Myers, if you're listening, Sid Myers, you're gonna get, hook up with Disney and make this happen. Um, God, we are we are all real, real weird tangent on this one. It happens. It ha- it only happens when I'm around. No, it, did you, have you listened to the show? Yeah, any at all? It happens all the time. <laughs> Not true. It's great. It's great. I love it. So since uh, we're we're getting close up to our hour, and I kind of want to let um, since El Jefe, this is really his first time. Watching it, I want to know your thoughts and you know of the episode. And would you watch it again? And oh yeah, I'd watch it again. That De- definitely. I, it, it it was good. It was good in my opinion. Well, I don't I don't know that much. Doesn't matter. I mean, I just want your first one. You you that impression of you looking at it. Yeah, when when I when I first looked at it, um, it was on Cartoon Network, Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. That's that was honestly my first impression of Perkins the an- animation. The same group, yeah. Yeah, that that was that was honestly my first impression of it because I seen bits and pieces of that on Cartoon Network. Cool. So, so um, anybody, any characters jump out or the big guy? Oh, you like that? Yeah, yeah. So he's he reminds me of that um, of that bully in high school. That the, he's he's your buddy. Okay, he's part of your group, but he's also a douche. <laughs> He's also the douche of the group. I got gotcha. you. And, you know, and he kind of fits that. I mean, I think Chopper's more of the jerk, but I think Zeb is, is kind of like the Sabine is the rebellious teenage daughter. Yeah, she's the art, 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 artsy teenage daughter. Yeah, the rebellious artsy teenage daughter. Zeb is kind of like the jock. The jock who broke his ankle right before the big game. So he's got all like this pent up tension, and he's like, "I have to do something to he's get like, rid of he, this." He's like the oldest child. He's got to pick on everybody else. Is like, right. and it's like, "Hey, squirt!" And, you know. and 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 I also, it's well, look at his history. Right. It is he. 
I mean, basically, he did break his ankle right before you right. know the, his high school, you know, senior year playoffs. Yeah. Right. He didn't catch that winning pass. His team lost because he had his broken ankle. You know what I mean? His, and his it, ankle got snapped in half. Right, and he's got this, and his people died because and of it. And his people died, and and because of that, he's kind of has this pent up tension and kind of like rage right. that he he gives out as sarcasm and he's irritable and it's I get that. You know, he's got he's there's a lot of mistakes in his past. So and I think and it's he's, okay. is, so is Chopper Chopper is the crazy grandpa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Right? That, yeah. that that mom and dad had all right, we're gonna have to put grandpa back in our house because he can't a, take he's care a of WW2 vet. Yeah, he, he can't he can't take care of himself anymore. So he's gonna have and he's that just that cry, the crazy senile grandpa that right. runs around the kitchen. I can't wait naked. and, it, and it, it, it should happen eventually. I would like to hear I want the origin story how they all met. Because I think they, I mean, I guess they all have their their secret code name, Spectre or whatever. And it seems to me that's the order they met. So Spectre 1 is Kanan, Spectre 2 is Hera, mm-hmm. Chopper's 3, um, Sabina's, Zebus 4, Sabina's 5, and um, God, uh, Ezra's 6. Hey, look at me remembering that. Yeah. So that and, and Ezra's a new one, so I figured that's how, I guess it's in the order they met. That makes sense. So I'm I'm real curious about that. Um, we're getting close toward the end of the the broadcast. Um, you can follow us at at Mopcast Network. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at at Scotty White. You can follow Ethan at at I have to think of it again. Yeah, <laughs> Ethan Young, 1991. You can follow El Jefe at. You can follow me on Twitter at ElJefeLoco95. You can go check out the Triple Name Sports Show on the Mopcast Network. I've trained him well. On Podbean or go to YouTube and find it out if you can't find any of them else out. Also, the Mopcast Network is on there as well. You can also get, of course, you can get to the Mopcast at Mopcast.com if you you haven't already. Is is that how you're listening to us? Um, We are so happy to have you. Uh, I want to give a couple of shout outs. to our inter- international listeners. We have got a whole bunch of new ones. Uh, a bunch of guys from South America and, and ladies. And uh, a bunch of folks from Europe. And uh, Russia, we're becoming a hit in Russia. You know, that's more than two Russians listen to us, and I'm excited about that. Um, so thank you for listening to us. Um, anything else you guys want to add? Uh, you are all quiet. There was like, no, we ain't adding. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, no, um... Hopefully we can get back on schedule. For next yeah, we're, week. we're we're back on schedule. Next week's episode is breaking ranks, or uh, as we're going to the cadet corps, and that should be interesting. We'll and it's always a good time. Get to find out what little stormtroopers do. Uh, until then, uh, I'm Scotty. There's Ethan, and we were joined by El Jefe. We will. Uh, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and uh, create something of your own, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Mobcast Network.